Shalom Aleichem Rabotai, Shavua Tov. We are in the third parak of Ma'asrot in the Mishnah Yomi. We are again on the topic of when produce is considered completed, and it's now Chayiv in Ma'aser to the point where you cannot even have a snack, an achilat aray from it, before taking Ma'aser. So Mishnah Aleph HaMa'avir Ta'enim Ba'atzero Liktzot. He's bringing figs into his chatzer, into his personal courtyard, his property, liktzot. But he's not going to eat them as they are, as raw figs. He's going to make kitziot out of them. He's going to cut them a little bit so the juice can ooze out and spread them out to dry in the sun to get dried figs, a.k.a. grogrot. So te'enim connotes raw figs, which can be edible as they are, but here his intention is to process them further into grogrot, into dried figs. So at this point, as he's bringing him into the Chatzar, Banav Ochlin his, his sons and the members of his household, they can still eat from these figs, as they are, these raw figs, and they're putter from taking Maser because they're not completed, because this man's intention is to process them further into grogor, into dried figs. And the workers who are with him, who are helping him to schlep the figs and dry the figs, when they do not have rights or entitlement to figs as part of their wage. So, for example, if the owner of these figs said to the worker or the, the people helping him, if he said, I'll give you, you know, a hundred prutot of, of money, uh, but no figs, then they can go ahead and eat the figs that he happens to give them as a gift. But if he said, I'm going to give you 50 prutot and 50 figs, then no, because the figs are part of their wage, and this man has done a business transaction with these figs. Now these workers are entitled to eat the figs, so they would have to take miser before they eat any of the figs. It wouldn't be considered a snack. So ochlin upatorim. So these workers would be putter when the figs are not part of their wage, but they're merely a gift, not part of their salary for working on these figs. Avalim yesh lahem alav mezonot. If he owes them food, he's promised not only to pay them money, but to pay them food, or simply to pay them in food. They can't eat the figs, again, until they take the tithes, and then they can eat the figs, because these tithes are part of the payment, part of a financial transaction to pay these workers. This could be uh, why we say something is very worthless. We say that someone does not give a fig. That might be based on this Mishnah, that not even a fig, it's worthless, like there's no money involved. It's also worth noting that the father's decision to bring in these figs to dry them is binding on all the members of his family. So the father's the decision maker uh, with respect to the figs and the produce that he owns. So the children and the other people can still eat them and they're putter because he intends to process them further. So there's a lot of lessons there in terms of family decision making. On to Mishnah Base. He brings his workers out to the field, to his fig trees. When they have no claim of food on him, he hasn't promised them or stipulated with them any food as part of their wage. They can eat the figs and their putter. Putter from taking miser before they have a snack. If, he, if the owner of the field owes them some food as part of their wage, they can pick one fig at a time. Now this reminds us of in the second parak, the fifth Mishnah, if we pick off one at a time, it would be putter. But if you pick off two at a time, you make a little pile already, it would be chayev. So even though their owed food is part of their wage, they could still eat one at a time straight from the tree. 
but not from the basket into which they are collecting the figs. Velo min kupa, velo min hamuksa. And not from a, a box of figs. Apparently the box was bigger than the basket. And not from the muksa. Muksa could be the pile of figs or the place where they would spread out the figs to dry. Shkoyach